hear that. Fucking hear that shit. Here it comes. No can. It's delicious. What is punk rock? What is punk? Who is punk? Are you a punker? Is your father a punker? Uh, your sister? She? A, do you have anyone in your family who you would say, man, that he or she is punk as fuck? What is punk? Punk is basically, um, at the end of the day, it's probably just fucking being yourself. Buckle it up. Buckle your seatbelts, folks. The everlasting argument in a certain genre of mo- uh, rock music. Um, what is allowed to be in this genre? What is allowed to be considered within the genre? Who is considered to be a part of the genre? Who is not? Who is a sellout? What is a sellout? Are you allowed to make money? Are you not supposed to? Are you supposed to stay in the shit for the rest of your fucking life who knows punk rock music in the 1990s ladies and gentlemen welcome to 1990 what i am your host michael joseph and, and across i am adam michael your other host from me is my other host adam michael adam oh, that recognition that feels good you deserve it's like it. a pat on the back i wish i could but you're too far away and we, we are now in a big studio thanks to SodaStream. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by SodaStream. There is only one option for carbonation, and that is SodaStream USA. Welcome to SodaStream Studios. Absolutely. Big fucking place. Huge. We got decaf coffee for late at night. We got donuts Looks from like they're the about to before. paint the walls. We're going to paint the walls here. It's going to smell... We're going to be in fumes and high uh, in the next few weeks, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is going to be about the energetic musings of punk rock music. Now, punk rock Mm -hmm. was, uh, it's argued, who knows, It, it was either started in the United States or it was started in England. Nobody actually knows for sure. Now, the earliest... Some uh, say Ireland. Some say Ireland, uh, but it, that isn't true. No, uh, it's, well, no, and who, we're not getting no, say? we're not getting into that. No, because that was in the two thousands. So we're not talking about the fucking spuds. It's all right. It's fine. There it's were, okay. You know what? I'm butt hurt. My ass is hurt. I'm ass hurt. Um, I was in a band. Mike was jealous. I was let's, jealous. Let's move past it. Yeah, let's let's, let's do. Keep that. It. I'll I'll move past it, folks. Um, so punk rock music in the 1990s. Adam, explain a little bit more to the folks at home what exactly we're going to be talking about today. Tonight. Okay. We've uh, we've talked about this. We've teased this in the past. Teased and, it, and uh, now it's coming true. We're going to talk about the. Uh, would you say legendary punk label 
Fat records. I say so now because of the, um, well, just the size of the popularity of it as well as the influence of that label, particularly from the band No Effects, the founding, uh, the founder of Fat Rec, yeah, uh, Fat Mike, who is the band leader, so to speak. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here we go. No Effects, the longest line. This is the first release on Fat Records, the longest line EP. Yep. I was never a huge fan of this song in particular. I've always liked this one. You know, I, I feel like this was kind of the bridge between, you know, no effects in their suckier days when they, uh, and then they started finally becoming a good band. No, no Effects is a band that you can definitely, like, their first two records, uh, was it Liberal Animation and S&M Airlines, uh, Maximum Rock and Roll, yeah, they, they, they were terrible at first, I mean, r- r- really bad, uh, I think Ribbed had some pretty good songs on it, but they they were really, really pretty Crude. shitty. Yeah. Um. And then and then yeah, ended up being a great, great band. And actually, I read the book um that the band put out recently, uh the hep the hepatitis bathtub I think is what it's called. Oh, um, that's that's a dude. It was an very incre- no effects. Title. It was an incredible book incredible and um no yeah they they all attested to being extremely shitty and uh fat mike uh, they had just come back from tour in europe and um even as a shitty band they still did much better in europe than they did in the united states and they came back and he was listening to the bad religion album suffer which mm, uh yeah, came legendary. out came out in, in the uh, i think in 1988 i'm not sure and he uh, he loved it. I mean, it was a huge impact on him. And he decided that, hey, I don't want to suck anymore. I want to I want to I want to write better songs. I want to be a better band. And they did. I mean, they 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 started working really hard on that and ended up putting putting out um, really good. So I think, like I said, Ribbed was good. Uh, White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean was really good. Of course, Punk and Drublick really really fucking good. And they really only started getting better from there. Um, so long and thanks for all the shoes. 
Fucking uh, prob- that's, that's one of my favorites. It's probably their best album. Um, uh, but they, you know, the war on errorism, which didn't come out until 2004, I think, or 2003. Um, and, uh, that, that one was really good too, but yeah. Um, no effects. Yeah, fat dude. Mike started fat rack. So yeah, fat Mike is Mike Burkett and they are a San Diego band or I'm sorry, Ooh. San Francisco band. Ooh, actually and they did get their start. In Los Angeles. No, well, uh, so what? Like, what's the difference? Oh, it's a big, big difference. Mike, you you seem to have like this this um, big difference. This romance for Los Angeles that I yeah. just don't care for. Yeah, no, I, you like know Los what I think Angeles. It's just whatever, you know. No, it's, it's a, fucking amazing. It is a pretty gross place. Like, it's it the, is dirty. Like, it's a real city, and it's dirty. Yeah. There's nothing magical about it. You, uh, you, you, there is. There's something in the air. You seem there to feel is. like because you lived on somebody's balcony there that people should bow down to you and ask you if you surf and like. Yeah, <laughs> I, go ahead and ask. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. You're, you're allowed to ask that. Do well, I surf? Do you? Do you surf? Have you ever surfed? No. Okay. I didn't wake up early enough. Are you in movies? Um, not not any good ones. Okay, well, hmm. not in any good ones. San Francisco, fuck that place, dude. What's wrong with San Francisco? It's a bunch of bitches that live there. (laughs) It's a bitchy ass place. They think they're so much fucking better than everyone else with their European shit. Man, fuck them, dude, and fuck fuck all that. Fucking San Francisco. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yes. Um, I'm sorry, Mike. No. Los hey, Angeles is great. I'm sorry, Adam. I don't know what no, the no. fuck I'm talking about. Well. I, I, and I really love you. Los Angeles. No. San Francisco. The uh, they, they started Fat Records in San Francisco. Okay. Nice. So, it's kind of a... I mean, it, it comes into play here and there. I don't nice. know why. But um, the next album released on Fat Record, actually, technically, the, the first, the very first mm-hmm. release was a re-release of an earlier NoFX EP. And that was called The PMRC Can Suck On This. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I remember the... Uh that came out in 1990. Yeah. Um, I remember the cover for that was extreme. In what way? Well, I think it's uh, two women, or it's a woman who's wearing a uh, sexual device and oh. using it on a man. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yep. So the longest line came out May first, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, first brand new Fat Records recording, and the next one was by a band called Lagwagon, fronted by Joey Cape, and it's called Duh. This is Barry the Hatchet.
Dude is not taking a break. There's a break. Oh, there it was. He spoke too soon. You ever listen to Lagwagon? Not really. I'm not that familiar with them. I never listened to their earlier stuff like this, but I uh, kind of liked them. Fell in love with them in high school after getting the. Uh, what we'll talk about later, the fourth Fat Records compilation. Nice. Life in the Fat Lane. Oh, yeah, dude. Life in the Fat Lane is awesome. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later for sure. But yeah, Lagwagon, Joey Cape, um, just uh, started out as like a pretty raw skate punk band, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Very punk. It's totally that punk. That album is called Duh. Check it out. Duh. Now, this is a band called Propagandi. Yeah, I like Propagandi. This song, uh, I didn't know this was Propagandi. I used to think this was no effects, I think, but this song is called Ska Sucks. off of their first album, How to Clean Everything. Released in 1993, May 31st. Rudy, a message to you, Rudy. A message to you, Rudy. Rude boy. A Propagandi, Ska Sucks. That's funny. That's, that's funny. funny. That's like in the early 90s. That's before like, you know, the... Yeah, no, the Ska Revival was only going to get bigger from, from there, actually. They, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, it did not die out as quickly as they might have hoped. Yeah, um, Propagandi. All right. Up next is a band that I like a lot, but uh, they started out kind of rough, too. This is No Use for Name oh, with no. Feeding the Fire from the Daily Grind. Oh, I like this song. I've heard this before. Oh, you know this one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Wolf. This is before uh, Chris Shiflett was in the band. Tony Sly, the vocals and guitar. Dude, this is heavy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah, dude. That's punk, dude. Shit awesome. I like that. Yeah, you were asking what punk is earlier. Yeah, that would be it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that. We can end the show now, dude. That's it. Punk rock. In one song. Everything else is bullshit. All right. Fortunately for us, Rancid oh, decided nice. to put out a little... uh on Little EP on Fat Wreck. Wow. This is radio. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong co-wrote this song. Really? Yeah. Dude, Matt Freeman, bass player, fucking awesome. He's fast. I love how he sings out of time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> dude, that bass. Yeah, dude. Matt Freeman, man. That dude's that dude's fucking killer. So I believe that ended up on uh, another album they released, but yeah, I think I think it's on uh, Let's Go. Its first release was on uh, an EP called Radio, Radio, Radio. On yeah. Fat Records, August 26, 1993. Nice. Rancid ended up getting really quite successful. Yeah, they uh, people have heard of them. Yeah, that's a band most, most of you at home have probably heard of. Up next is a band called Face to Face. With oh, Face to Face. Disconnected from Don't Turn Away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
familiar with Face to Face? Yeah, a little bit, actually. Yeah, I know this song. This came out in August of 93. All of these bands were a huge influence on Tom DeLonge and Mark Hoppus, That's who true. went on to form Blink-182, of course. If you haven't heard of Rancid, you've heard of Blink-182. Yeah. Yeah, Tom used to play a, a black Stratocaster, or was it a white Strat, covered in stickers of all these bands logos yeah yeah they, they were huge fans of all of these guys and i think blink 192 didn't actually start until like 95 they, they 94 95 they got together and started playing uh the, the first recording is called the fly swatter demo for blink and, uh, they covered the longest line by no effects on that really yeah tape cassette only demo release nice yeah, Blink, another band that really was not very good when they started at all. Oh, no. I mean, like oh they they gosh. were they were they were fucking terrible at yeah. first. I mean, even even the song M and M's, which has a music video, is awful. Yeah. It's terrible. I ta- uh, Ma- uh, Mark, his his vocals are they're fucking terrible. I mean, they they were they were just not good. And, and then they playing. got then they got fucking incredibly good. Via you just kept going. This is Blink's longest line cover from the Fly Swatter demo. Mark singing. I like the way it's mixed. <laughs> shit sounds terrible, man. So kids um honestly on a, on a on a on a real note hey if you want to do this fucking do it start off bad dude be shitty yeah it doesn't matter like seriously just be shitty just fucking keep going just start if you guys if there's anybody out there listening that wants to put a band together that wants to do this just fucking do it man don't worry about getting it right I mean, that's the last thing you should be worried about. Just fucking have a great time. Every single band you're about to hear, no, none of these guys really thought that they were going to make it. And most of these guys fucking made it, man. I mean, se- seriously. I mean, especially Blink. Listen to this shit. Turn that fucking bullshit up, Adam. You hear? This sounds like fucking diarrhea. You never know where diarrhea can fucking take you. Do you hear that shitty ass fucking guitar solo? <laughs> Dude, that was fucking terrible. But no, that's the point, guys. Like, punk rock is such. Dude, I think it means so much, especially to Adam and I, because we both play guitar. And it's just like. What's. Who's this? This is Lagwagon again. Lagwagon. You can keep talking. Well, I mean, it was. it's just so accessible, you know? Like, you can learn these songs without much effort. 
You know, you can put a band together. You can you can write your own material. You know, yelling at just fucking talking about shit that pisses you off. This is Know It All by Lagwagon from their second album on Fat Records, 1994's Trash. That might produce this album. One of the um, one of the things that Fat Records stands for is um, you know being a, a good label for the artists. They only make artists sign one record label deals. This is really cool. It's just like a bunch of garbage. There's like a mayonnaise jar. Empty Smirnoff bottles. Half-eaten food. Just a bunch of garbage. I'm not really into it. It's good. Eh, I didn't really like that song. But I do like Joey Cape's vocals. Oh. I, I did you like it, dude? Did it make you happy? Yeah, I liked that. Well, then I'm happy. Here's another band because it made you happy. I'm happy. Well, thank you. I, I like that you take joy in my happiness. I do. I take a, a shit ton of joy. It makes me smile. Good. I'm I'm smiling now. Here's a band called Strung Out with a song called Ashes from Another Day in Paradise. just like got together as 17 year olds in 1990 started a band and they're still a band today it's fucking awesome dude there you go there you go kids just do it I mean I remember the Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker 30th anniversary documentary DVD they like they, they talk about how they've been a band for 30 years and like it's this big thing. I mean, 1990 was 29 years ago now. Yeah. Like, no Effects has been together for almost 35 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, No Effects. Nobody celebrates that. No, well, <laughs> you, well here, uh, no they, they don't. I mean, because, you know, but actually, No Effects is 
according according to like the you know record industry association of america or whatever i think they are technically the most successful independent band of all time right now in the in the world well the 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 absolutely most successful group that is never tied to any major major label major corporation or anything uh, and they they've definitely had opportunities major labels have been going after no effects for quite some time now mtv's been hounding them for uh, music videos especially in the 90s big time in the 90s they were begging them uh for their videos and they they didn't want to do it um they didn't feel that they were treated very well um i think they were courted uh and they just they, i don't know they just didn't really i don't know if they had that good of a reason though because they were watching like you know green day and rancid and bad religion all sign major label deals yeah. and they all and all of those bands did really 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 well um and uh yeah i i think there there was a time there was a story once where billy joe armstrong and fat mike were hanging out they were talking and uh, billy joe still thinks about like oh what if we had not signed to reprise or whatever and mm-hmm. just kind of stayed because they were kind of they were already on the up and up independently oh yeah um kerplunk was pretty successful yeah it was really successful uh for for being in the underground i I don't think that it but see the thing is i don't think green day ever had to compromise themselves and that's what a lot of people complain about when you sign to a major label you have to compromise yourself as an artist and censor yourself or the label tells you oh you know we'd prefer you to do something like this now that definitely sometimes happens with some artists but it really doesn't happen with all of them. And I don't think it happened at all with Green Day. Didn't happen with Nirvana. Um, n- nobody expected anything from Nirvana, though. Like, nobody... They thought that Nevermind was going to sell, like, 300,000 copies. They were like, yeah, right, this will right. be pretty good. This will be a really good, like, independent-style album. And then it eventually sold 30 million uh, worldwide. You know, and nobody... And that's what really helped a lot of bands. You know, it's like, well, no, just give them free reign. Nirvana had free reign to be themselves, and it, you know, turned out to be a gold mine. And so I think the same thing happened with Green. No effects, you know, whatever. They're still. I, I bet you they'd still, they'd still be the same band. I don't think it. I don't think it matters really. No. And they've made. I mean, they're all millionaires for it's sure. It's kind of funny that, um, you know, Fat Mike owns Fat Records, but they put out a bunch of albums like on Epitaph. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They did. And uh, their first big album, Punk and Drublick, was an epitaph release. But um, they put out uh, a couple songs that I think the first two songs from Punk and Drublick came out on Fat Records first. Don't call me white. Oh, yeah. Don't call me white. Come on now, folks. Don't call me white. Don't, don't tell me you don't, don't know this song. Stereotype. But what's the explanation for 
down for a little while, a little, little bit, just a second here, and then some, you know, classic NoFX harmonies that come in right about now. Oh, we're better off this way. Oh, say what NoFX. Say. You ever hear a, yeah, I mean, it's on that, it sounds so long, and thanks for all the shoes, they're on Howard Stern. Yeah. And he goes, no, no talent. No talent. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he he gave him a lot of shit. I think he just thought of the joke, and that's the only reason, you know. I don't know. Well, Maybe they, they really gave him the song, it. Drugs Are Good. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's the song. And, that, and that's not a very good song. That song does kind of suck. One. What album is that on? Um, Drugs Are Good. Um, shit. I don't know, actually. That's all right. These guys are called Bracken. Oh, I've heard this. I've heard this because I'm so fucking punk rock, dude. I've heard all this. I'm just so punk. with more punk than me. (laughs) (coughs) Not sure exactly, but I think you pronounce this uh, track five? T? No. Two R-A-K zero zero five. I don't know. Two rack code five. Anyway, this was on their um, EP, Sticky Fingers, 1994. They put out two 7-inches on Fat Records that month. And then, let's see, do we have... Yeah, I remember that song. Uh, I mean, you know, I wasn't crazy about it. It's all right. It's okay. Okay, then we have some. Oh, okay. They had uh, the first Fat Fat Records compilation came out. Fat music for fat people. And this yeah. is United Cigar by Good Riddance. Friends. There was a time that I swore 
I don't like it. Oh, sorry. Is it too punk for you? Dude, this is just too hardcore. <laughs> I think we need to calm it down play some... I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not into it. You know... Good riddance with United Cigar. Might smell the fan. I didn't really like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about it. I don't hate it though. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this band put out quite a few things on uh, Fat Records, but I couldn't find much of it on Apple Music. But this is Eighty Eight Fingers Louie with Blink. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. It's sloppy. It's it's oh, yeah. sloppy. You know, like the production's it's, it's, sloppy too. It, yeah, yeah. It's everything is sloppy. Dude's not really singing well on time. The vocal melody is not really precise. Yeah. The lyrics are too lyricy. They're not musical enough a lot of these songs i think have that problem it's a bunch of young you know what it sounds like it sounds like a bunch of kids from the suburbs that wanted to be in bands some of these groups that's that's kind of how it strikes me yeah it sounds like it sounds like a vision of what you would see in a 90s teen movie like the like when when they talk about how uh like the in clueless where they're describing like the skaters and stuff, like those kids picked up guitars and drums and started writing songs. But I mean, they weren't really very good songs. And that, but but also, I mean, you know, that's okay because, like I said before, you know, Blink One Eighty Two, shitty, shitty band. Yeah. But they grew out of it. And, and I, I mean, honestly, they really did. I mean, you look at the songwriting quality from even Dude Ranch, which is still a pretty good record, to Enema of the State. I mean. It's astronomically yeah. better, an astronomical improvement, huge. I mean, it was like it was like it just clicked for them. In fact, Tom DeLonge did say that you know when when they wrote the song "Damn It," uh, he did feel like something clicked. He was like, "Wait a second, 
This is us. This is our sound. Yeah. And then they, so, they took that vibe and then they made Enema of the State. There's a really clear progression when you listen to Blink's records from that Fly Swatter demo to Buddha. Mm-hmm. It's a big step up. And then yeah. and even that was same shitting. thing for Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Then you get to Dude Ranch and it's it's a whole different ball game already. There's a, there's a lot of great songs on Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch is a great album. Yeah, dude, like Apple jo- Shampoo and uh, Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Damn It. Uh, Emo. There's yeah no. There's a lot of really good songs on there. Yeah. Um, I listen to that record a lot still. And uh, then I mean, you get a lot better production and a much better drummer on Enema. And yeah, well, the songwriting too. I mean, from the opening to Anthem, that yeah, it's just a really cohesive. Oh man, that's a fucking amazing record. I don't suppose Eighty Eight Fingers Louie wanted to be Blink One Eighty Two though. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think there there comes a point where a group has to, you know, like hey, you know, we gotta. We gotta step it up. Even like like I said that that was in the No Effects book. Fat Mike deliberately he he talked about he was sitting in his van uh, with his bass guitar, and he was like, "No, dude, I want to write better songs. I want my band to not be a shitty band." He did it on purpose. Mm. I mean, like, no, dude, I want to, I want to be better. And I think you know, like I said, kids, uh, get in the garage. You know, start a band, start playing, uh, just do it. But you know. You know, at some point in anything, you got to have to make the decision. Like, do would you want to be good? You want to be a good band? Oh, I actually love this song. Guns and Wankers. Guns and Wankers with Skin Deep. Dude, I, I really like this song. So on the uh, fat music for fat people compilation. Yeah. yeah, that's where I heard it. Dude, those samplers, they were always awesome. And they were super cheap and every song was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the compilations. Yeah. I loved all of those. I had like the whole Fat Records collection of samplers and I had a bunch from like Hopeless Records, the Hopelessly Devoted yeah, to ho- ho- You. I had a couple of those, too. And uh, some of my favorite ones were the Kung Fu Records ones. I remember those. I do remember the Punk, punk Rock o- is Your Friend. Yeah. Remember Punkorama? I think that was the Epitaph. That was Epitaph, yeah. yeah those were Epitaph. I never uh, had records. any of those. Punkorama was pretty good. Um, the first They one, had a bunch of volumes of that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Um I had a bunch of those. Punkorama, like one through three. I had this one Andrew Savage gave me called Geekmonger Records because it had a band on it called The Mormons. The Mormons. And uh, it wasn't very good. But then I had this one called (laughs) 
Honest Don's Dirty Dishes. Oh. I had so many punk comps. Oh, man. Yeah, well, they were cheap. It was how I, like, got to know a lot of these yeah, bands. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing about punk music. Um, you didn't... They, they weren't on the radio. They weren't on TV. Uh-huh. So when you discovered the band that you liked that way, it was, like, so much more meaningful. It felt like it was yours. No use for a name. Leche con carne is the album. This is Justified Black Eye. And I love this song, Mike. Yeah, dude. And here's... Again, man. A band that got better. So this uh this album got pretty good critical recognition and uh it landed them a uh, supporting spot on the offspring's smash core sweet just after that tour guitarist ed gregor left the band and chris shiflett joined on guitar Christopher, of course, later of Foo Fighters. Totally. I've seen him. Oh, yes. Dude, I have seen him in the flesh. You've been very close to him. Uh, Yes. His guitar prowess. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. No use for a name. Justified Black Eye. Wow. Dude left after being on the Smash tour. Smash, I, so. I don't know. What Smash the was there. like a fucking huge record. Oh yeah, who's this? Tilt. Yeah, I know this song. This is Unravel from Till It Kills. It's a little bit sloppy. Travel, 
Tilt had a great song on the uh, soundtrack for the movie Angus. Oh yeah, what is dude. That? Yeah, I, I can't remember the name, but it's such a great song. It's it's way better than this. The Angus soundtrack is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with James Vanderbeek. And um, the guy from American Pie, the Shermanator. Yeah, what's that redhead guy's name? Okay, now we have a NoFX live album. Ooh. I heard they suck live. I have heard that. Linoleum. Actually, this is pretty good for live. Not terrible. Yeah, it's pretty good. They're great. It's GBH. GBH is a hardcore punk band from England. Uh. You know those harmonies aren't terrible for live. You know? What? Dude, I thought they were great. They were all right. Dude, you're fucking joking. It was a little off there, but you know. What? Dude, I, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I just wanted to play this one. Punk guy. Damn, dude. Mike's voice is going out. You hear that, dude? It's like it's fucking going out. Yeah. It's a lot of work to sing this stuff live. <laughs> oh man, El Jefe. It was like a Woody Allen. Maximum Rock and Roll recently had their last issue. They are going to discontinue that fanzine. Oh. Yeah. It will be missed by 
Some people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. This is Frenzel Romp. Australian punk band. This is Four Leaders. I'm not, I'm not like crazy about it, but it, it, it's kind of cool. In August of 1995, this came out. The only thing I'm not liking a lot is the drum sound. Dude, no, yeah, I feel like a lot of these songs, the drummer, it's like, dude, you're doing too much. You don't, you don't need to do all this like shit for me it's mostly like the sound of the, of the i think it's the snare that's like just kind of rough on that one but yeah all right well uh it's time for our punk rock fat records cover super group me first in the gimme gimmies oh man they put out their uh their first little little project it was called denver and it had two john denver songs Including leaving on a jet plane. All my bags up packed and ready to go. I'm standing here outside the tower. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. Taxis waiting, it's blown as horn. Already I'm so lonesome I could die. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. John, John Denver just writes very polite songs. <laughs> he was a polite man. He was. And, you know, I'll be honest, man. I think he's a fantastic songwriter. I honestly do. Fucking awesome songwriter. So we've got here members of No Effects, Lag Wagon, 
swinging udders, no use for a name, and bad religion. They're just having fun, dude. Dude, I love me first. Dude, I think they're an awesome cover band. Me too. I've listened to no. I'm sorry. I've listened to me first and the Gimme Gimmies probably more than any of these other bands cumulatively. If I pronounce that word correct at this hour, and nobody knows how to end a track like me first and the Gimme Gimmies. It's always a mess. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That that was not graceful. There was no grace. Man, I have no problems with this. I'm into it. This is Sleep by Lagwagon off of Hoss. A really smarmy cowboy, I think from Bonanza, the, the show on the cover of this album. I don't know, dude. Wagon. Just got two more songs for you tonight. This one is Snuff with Nick Northern off of uh, Dima Musa Babonk. Word. Dima Musa Babonk. One long word. Snuff. Yeah, I mean that's snuff. Snuff. Word. There's yeah. a little pun. Dude, why do I keep saying word? That is not a proper response. It's maybe because it's one eleven a.m. Gosh, man. I don't know. I slurred a word earlier. 
I think I just started the word earlier. We, too. We're, uh, we're, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're late nighters. This is a late night show. This is a, ch- this is a ch- man. Just, yeah, man. Just, just sit back. Dude, sit. I hope people sometimes listen to this late at night. Uh, it was properly good the full experience. Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta be. This is bedtime shit. It's real bedtime shit. All right, uh, so. uh... <clears throat> We've got Fat Wreck Volume 2 coming out now. Fat Wreck Volume 2. And it has another Me First in the Gimme Gimme song. Oh, sh- Physical Fatness. I Physical Fatness. Oh, dude, yes. Get it, Chris? That's a Foo Fighter, ladies and gentlemen. I was wrong. Volume 2 was Survival of the Fattest. I I honestly love that cover. Dude, fucking love it. Who who is doing that? That's Spike, the singer. He's from the band The Swingin' Utters. Wouldn't you you do that sometimes? Yeah, Yeah, I've done that. Dude, I love it when he does that. It's so he's so happy. And I remember I remember the first time I heard you do it, I was like, I think Adam is imitating the guy from <laughs> <laughs> Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. Because yeah. it sounds just like it. You would do it like while we were walking around downtown Dallas, like in Deep Ellum. You would just start shouting. I'd be like, What the fuck is he doing? I used to be a crazy person. <laughs> Dude, you were punk. Dude, that is punk. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn how to be punk as fuck, just listen back to the shit we just played. Yeah, so this is part one. This is part motherfucking one of 1990 punk. That got us through 
from the year 1992. And this is actually just a small portion of 90s punk. 90s punk is very important because it exploded. Oh, yeah. It probably it became uh, more popular than it ever had been. The genre had never been so encompassing worldwide as I think it was in the 1990s. Um and, uh, you know, you got all kinds of different kinds of punk rock. You know, people consider, you know, different bands are considered punk. Some aren't, uh, you know. Nickelback. Nickelback, definitely probably one of the original punk rock bands uh, from Canada. Creed. Creed, Creed is Ooh, punk. Yeah, they're more punk than... Uh, Propagandi. Yeah, prop- propaganda and shit <laughs> compared to fucking Creed. Um, My brother... Uh, my brother Andrew was telling me that we're just straight up Creed fans. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, I like a handful of songs off the first Dude, album. And I like the song Weathered. I think it rocks. What about One Last Breath? No. was yeah. I'm not actually not a fan of that song. I think song. you do. I think you like that. Okay. Yeah, I like there that it song. Is. I like that <laughs> song. Well, well, I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a second. The co- Oh, yeah. Nope. I like it. I don't like... Um, uh, with my arms wide open, and I don't like my sacrifice. No, yeah, I, I don't I like those. I don't like higher. I like higher. Oh, you do? I heard higher recently. I, I think we talked about it on the show. It was a few months back now, but I I heard it and I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. But I hadn't heard it and haven't since. Yeah. I hadn't heard it in a long time before that, uh-huh. or a long yeah. time since. And I've just got now this this memory of it being so. It is a terrible song. (laughs) No, it's terrible. That is one of their worst. I Um, love it. Yeah, well, you know. And and I think you need to come around. You need to Dude, listen to a little bit of Nickelback, dude. Come on, give give him a chance, man. I just won't. Give him a chance. I've been poisoned by society Ah, too far against them. Dude, you got to start with Leader of Men, Mm. and then you got to start with uh, Figured You Out, which is totally misogynistic. Uh, It starts with... I like your pants around your feet, dude. Yeah, hmm. just treats women terribly. Okay. And um, and then you got to listen to um, holding on to heaven. We listened to that on this show a while ago. Oh, it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. No, yeah. That was a really bad song. It had the most wonderful chorus. Oh, it was just yearning and powerful. Mm-hmm. Then you got to listen to the Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger duet called uh, "Let Me Go." Ooh, that's a great song. <laughs> goodness okay Dude, well our well, listenership we just, we, is quickly we just, dropping we off. just lost 80 percent of our <laughs> current fan base soda streams on the phone too i don't know what they have to say but it can't be good you kick us out of our studio oh shit please don't do that this place is nice um ladies and gentlemen 1990s punk this is going to be episode one of two of fat records uh we will do other episodes of 90s punk because there is so as i said before so many things to say uh so many great things to happen including the terrible band mest they are one of the worst groups what's wrong with Mest? dude Mest is shit okay i don't like them i'm not into them i don't know it's just so cheesy i'm not into it i just i'm not into it um yeah Terrible, terrible band. Uh, Dude, how about instead of like playing out with the, with our theme music like we always do, how about we play out with like some live no effects? Uh, okay. I don't know. Just to. I just, mean, if you want, we can. We could. Well, you want me to start? 
ending it on the positive. Okay, uh, folks. Um, man. You know. Well, this isn't going to work because you're not going to be able to talk. While this shit is playing, (laughs) this fucking song. I don't even like the song Bob anymore. I don't even think Fat Mike likes this stupid fucking song anymore. This is terrible. I mean, alright. Ah, it's so bad. <laughs> just, all right, all right. We're scrapping this idea. Abort. All right. Because they just have so much better material. Um. Uh, yeah, folks. Summertime is coming here here in America. Um, wherever you are in the world, whatever the weather may be, I hope it is peaceful. I hope it is um, for your benefit. If you are a farmer, I hope that you have an incredible harvest. And that you sit down with your family each and every day and you give thanks. Mm. Give thanks to whatever you believe in as long as it's good. Take care of each other, really. Uh, man, God, people, don't take don't take things personally. Just, just don't take things personally. Just try your best to ask yourself, uh, what is it I can do that, help, can I, that I can help the people around me? Uh, I'm trying very hard to uh to do that i'm so thankful for the opportunity to continue to try that at at my job i'm very lucky to have my job i'm lucky to work where i do with the people that i work with and uh i'm so thankful for the opportunity to practice giving thanks when times get a little tough and i need to remind myself that it just isn't that bad i just need to try and do better um and think about what i can do for other people Man, folks, I need you to help me out. Uh, Sometimes I make the choice to be dramatic, and I don't want to do that. I need you to send me good thoughts, and I need you to send everybody good thoughts. I'm going to continue to send you good thoughts. What's this? The Bruce. This is nothing better than a song about Jewish people. All right, all you Jews out in the world, be Jewish. Don't be afraid to be Jewish. Be as Jewy as you want. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what, Jews. Bring some of your family recipes to work. Menashevitz. Yeah, come on, Jews. Yeah. Oh. Long as we're home by harmonies. Anti-swastika tattoos. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, if you get an anti-swastika tattoo, someone's still drawing a swastika on your body. That's, that's true. It's got to start somewhere. <laughs> you know, you think about, well, the ends justify the means. Yeah, and you're not going to draw the no sign first, right? Yeah, no, you have to draw the swastika first. You have to accept the hate and then reject it. This is just my little PSA against swastika yeah, tattoos folks or anti-swastika folks check it out if you don't want to if you hate the swastika just hate it don't put it on your body and then put a big x over it <laughs> Dude, don't what if the tattoo artist dies before he can do the <laughs> <laughs> shit dude now there's supposed to be an x over this no no i'm not a nazi i swear to fucking god i'm not 
Hey, look, give me a red marker real quick. I'll fucking mark it out myself. And I'll just draw it in every day. Every day you gotta remember to cross out hate. <laughs> it's <laughs> symbolic. Dude, yeah, like, if you don't do it, it's there. <laughs> you gotta get a, a red marker. I, I shouldn't have gotten this on my forehead. <laughs> Tom, what is that? Oh, shit. Oh, hold on. It's not, I'm not finished. It's not finished. There it is. Now it's finished. Oh, okay. Okay, Tom. I see. I see that you hate Nazis. Yeah, folks. Uh, st uh, stamp out hate in your life. Stamp out hate in your heart. Reject it. Look, nobody's perfect. Sometimes you have imperfect thoughts and feelings and emotions. That's normal. Don't freak out about it. That's okay. Look, but you have the choice to... To see yourself, look inward, understand, and make the changes necessary that will make you a better person. Just make the decision to be good. It's okay. Sometimes your reactions are bad. You will never be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist, folks. And that's the beauty of life, that we get to keep trying and growing. We aren't going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect. Thankfully, we will never be perfect, so we can continue to try and strive and to help each other, man, because that's the real thing. Perfection is not the real thing, but to strive forward, to push forward, that's the real thing. Help each other and help yourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure every single night. I'm so thankful. I have a fantastic life, and I hope all of you do too. You deserve it. Create it. See what you want and work towards it. I am your host, Michael Joseph. This is my co-host, Adam, from 1990 Punk. Punk as fuck. F-U-C-K-P-U-N-K. Fuck punk. Punk suck ass crust. Shit drinking ball sucking fuck suck. Ladies and gentlemen, good night.